You are listening to Supernatural Confessions, where it is a safe place for you to confess all your experiences, be it supernatural, myths, urban legends, superstitions, or even unknowns. And as a team, we'll compile and feature your confessions on our platform. Share with us your story through our Facebook page or website. You just need to search supernaturalconfessions.com. I'm Kim, your host for this podcast series, and now, let's get on to the confessions. Fellow listeners of Supernatural Confessions, welcome to another Wednesday podcast. Today's first story is rather a long story, and this one is posted by Fat... It's not Fat, huh? It's Fad. Joe. But, according to the story, it seems like it's a lady... I'm not sure whether that is her real name or that is actually just her nickname. So, this is her story. Dear all, I would like to share one of the stories that I encountered during my school year. This is a bit longer as I do not like to skip some of the parts because every part of the story is important. So, here we go. I started to join the convent at secondary school when I was 13 years old after taking my UPSR. This is a Malaysian exam certificate before you finish your primary school. Before the place was taken over to build the school, previously it was a location for the hospital specifically to treat war patients. After that, it turned into a school for primary students, whereby it's a mix between boys and girls school. And around the year 1960, it turned into an all-girls school for secondary students until today. During the five years in school, I experienced quite a number of mystical encounters, some horror stories from seniors, and some even claimed to have seen other creature, which is a lady with school uniform and some black creatures in the toilet. I started my year during 2006 in January as a fresh new student who was going to experience teen drama and all the girl stuff. I did not expect that I would also experience an encounter with the supernaturals in school. This post might be lengthy, but I hope everyone enjoys the story. My first encounter was in April, in the same year I started joining the school. It was during scout camping activities. I was one of the participants that joined the camping activity. This also remarks my first time camping at my school as my previous school during my primary time did not have this kind of activity. So I excitedly packed all my things and even make a checklist to bring all the stuff that I wanted. Bread, check. Egg, check. Milo, check. And the day continued checking all the stuffs. For me, food is a must because, you know, you can eat sneakily during nighttime. The camping is held for three days and two nights, which start on a Friday night. Since the school has two sessions, one morning and one evening, the newer students for Form 1 and 2 were placed in the evening session, while the rest is held in the morning. So with all the excitement, I brought all the stuffs to school. My mom even marks all my bags and piles using ribbon. At first, I felt embarrassed during the time, but, I'm, but I know my mom wants the best for me, so there will be no drama of losing stuff after camping. I'm sure our listeners could relate to this. After all the classes finished, 
My friend and I quickly went to the toilet to change our clothes and returned to the camping area to help the seniors set up the camps. During that time, it was fun where we had a lot of activities to attend, cooking with team members, discussing what we're gonna do for our night shows and stuff. It was a bit weird that the senior who handled us asked us to sleep early around 9pm. They even checked every camp to make sure everyone was asleep. The day passes and the night creeps in. At around 12 midnight, suddenly, the seniors woke us up. We were a bit confused with the situation as the seniors directed us to line up in front of the main camp immediately. The senior asked us to bring the scout scarf as needed for the next activity. Then I overheard someone from the other group saying that it was going to be the Malam Bungo activity. Then I asked one of my team members. She told me that it was the scariest activity that the participants will avoid because it is like a brief test. Okay, now I'm going to tell you what this Malam Pungo is about. It is an activity where the person needs to tie a scarf or anything to cover his or her eyes. And there will be a person who will become a conductor to bring the person at any area they like which you are the only person at the area for a couple of hours without anyone near you so during this couple of hours the organizer will create a haunting sound or scary sound or any weird sound to scare you obviously and if you manage to stay still without fainting or crying then you kind of win the the brave taste now let me tell you no one focuses during the explanation by the senior about the activity as most of us start to show worried faces and we even have our own conversation about what we're gonna do later. As for me, this story actually reminded me of my own camping experience as well. I'm gonna tell you probably at the end of this story. But my camping activity, this activity is called Burong Hantu instead of Malam Pungo. Okay, we're gonna continue with the story. To make things worse, there were several areas in my school considered dark due to mystical encounters. But the most avoided location was this one abandoned class at the second floor located at the end of the building. The senior who handled us even warned all of us including the committee to not bring any of the participants, which is us, to go there during the night time. Before I continue with my camping story, I would like to share some of the stories that I heard during the four months before the events. I think around the first week of school during the orientation, one of the students who was also the same batch as me told us that there were horror events happen at the school. As her sister was one of the senior who is in the morning session, so she knew the story from the sister. There is this one abandoned class which I already mentioned earlier on, have this thrilling story where the girl suicided in the class by hanging herself as she got pregnant and the boyfriend left her. Soon after, there were stories of unexplainable things, such as a teacher randomly getting hurt and when she checked, there were a huge scratch on her arm. Stories of possession too. Now, back to the story. The locations that were considered as dark was the abandoned class, the class near with the teacher's room. There were one or two trees there and a bit secluded from the other classes. And there is a main laboratory. And about this lab, 
I heard rumor that the school kept a real baby in a jar and some fetus. I've never entered that room, but some of the student who was in science class confirmed that there was a baby in a jar for science purposes. The reason for the main lab included because there was a rumor some of the students and the guard heard a crying lady and a baby during night time. Okay, after all the explanation, the briefing done by our senior, the whole activity started, I think, about 1am in the morning, with us tying the scarf around our eyes. The committee, who is going to bring us one person at a time, checked the scarf to make sure there were no holes for us to peek, as it might cause the activity not to run smoothly, as their main objective is to make us fully utilize our ears when we are having activity at the jungle during night time and to also make us braver. One by one was taken away by the committee members and I've already heard someone crying, calling their mum and wanting to go home. While waiting for our turn, one of the team members and I started to chit-chat to lessen our worry. One of the seniors heard us chatting and scolded us. She even punished us by asking the committee to take both of us without waiting for our turn. During the journey to the place that we are supposed to stay, somehow, my scarf got loosened. Since a scout scarf it's not that thick, I can see a little bit what happened during the entire activity that night. I don't know what's wrong with the committee. The team member whom I talked to was actually placed just 5 meters away from me. I know because I could see her shadow. So I started the conversation. Hey Sarah, not a real name, is that you? And she replied, yes. And from there on, we just have our conversation. Probably is the noises that we made. The same senior that caught us earlier on chatting when we were waiting for our turn to be pleased, caught us again. And this time, the senior took me to another place. She even threatened to please me at the main lab, but she just placed me near the second lab. I started to freak out, so I begged the senior to put me at the previous place and promise her not to talk. She just ignored it and put me there. After several minutes of silence, I started to feel sleepy and then I heard someone screaming and again calling their mum's name wanting to go home. Suddenly, I do not know who, but there was someone came to hold my hand without saying anything and brought me to another place which was even darker darker than both the places that I was previously at. But when I took a peek from my loose scarf, I knew it was one of the seniors. I was placed at a place somewhat familiar to me and through whatever vision I had at the time, ah, it's the car park area. Same as before, it was total silence for 20 minutes and this time I don't have any more energy to talk as I felt sleepy. Suddenly, out of nowhere, the seniors started to make this crying noise. and even imitated a ghostly lady, saying, Where is my kid? Where is my kid? I was seriously tired during that time, and I said, but in a very soft voice, or I was just whispering, Why ask us? You should have asked yourself. It's your kid. Well, thankfully, the senior didn't hear me. Then several seniors start to frighten us with some other noises in front of our face. Well, I couldn't be bothered much, but all I could remember that time was just their smelly mouth. 
During the frightening scene, the leader among the seniors used a megaphone and called to dismiss the activity as it was already near 3 in the morning. So everyone unties the scarf and go back to team members. When the senior does the counting, one of us, which is from another team, is missing. Everyone started to panic as all the committee members went to all the buildings and places to look for this person. There is no trace of where she was placed. After half an hour searching for her, they found her located in front of the abandoned class. She looked frightened as she told us she was the only person there. Of course, she was crying because if it's me, I would have cried too. She said one of the committee members put her there. But then, as the leader asked who actually put her there, one of the committee stood up and said she is the person who did that, but with a reason. Well, I do not know what's the reason, but she said she put her there for a while, it was like just 5 minutes or so. During that 5 minutes, she said actually she was standing around just making sure everything was okay. While she was there for that 5 minutes, she met another committee member who was also at the area. She said the committee member came to her and told her she will handle the participant. And the committee member asked that committee member to take off as she is needed in the other area. So this committee member who stood out said she trusted that member and went to the other place. One thing for sure, she said she don't remember the committee face and during the time when she stood up and told us the whole thing, she actually looked around for that person. But there were no such committee member. So we end our activity with confusion and mystery. As we were walking back to where we are supposed to rest, I somehow saw this weird figure but with a school uniform and probably a shoulder-length hair standing behind the canteen. Okay, I am short-sighted with about 40%, but I can still see something that is 5-6 meters away from where I am. At first, I thought it's my eyes issue until the second night of camping. Hello listeners of Supernatural Confessions. If you like our podcast content and wish to support us, do buy us coffee at www.buymeacoffee.com slash Life. We appreciate every single cup of it. Okay, just another reminder of remember to support the channel by buying us coffee. Now, coming back to the story. On the second day, we started our activity around 5am with us waking up, went to pray for Subo and helped the senior prepare the breakfast. While helping the senior, one of the seniors recognised me by saying, you are the one who talked a lot last night, right? I did not say anything but just gave a weird smile indicating yes, it was me. Our activity started with the most adventurous yet dirty way we asked to crawl along the trench and have to jump into the school made small pool combinations of dirt and leaf and makers to say I love you loudly for three times or countless times because every section needs to say the word I love you toward the person who take care of that station. The worst part for me is crawling along the trench. You see, my school is an all-girls school and the next school was actually an all-boys school. Worst to happen during that same day, it was the next school sports day and all the boys sitting along the wire fence near our trench 
which also is the location of our activity. Luckily, while we did our activity, the senior asked us to wear the scarf to cover our eyes, so it's like covered 50% of our face. And these boys, I tell you, started asking us out while we do this activity and a lot more weird stuff, you know, boys at that kind of age. And because of that, the senior actually told us to say I love you to these boys before we can move on to the next station. Okay, fast forward to nighttime around 8pm, we started our discussion as during the evening, the senior asked us to prepare for team performance. Before that, do you still remember the figure behind the canteen? Around 7pm, I started to see the figure, the same figure again. Same, it looks like the same creature with the same uniform. I was confused as there was none of the senior, even all the rest of the participants seems to acknowledge that figure. As I do not want to create a scene, I just kept quiet and ignored it. I went back to my discussion. While we were searching for a discussion place, one of my teammates actually suggested a nearby canteen. I do not know what's wrong with me, but suddenly I felt like I couldn't say anything. Although, deep inside me, I felt like I never wanted to go to the canteen because, again, the figure is there. But I somehow couldn't say that I don't want to go there. Then, that is when I turned and looked behind the canteen. That is when I saw the figure and its face. It's a dog and angry face. That is when one of our team members suddenly felt a cold in the neck and she said as if she felt something is looking at us from behind the canteen. That is when we took off running until we reached somewhere safe. In the story of the confessor, the confessor did not actually say what happened or who was that lady because there is nothing else that she or our confessor experienced after this particular incident. Any of you have experienced a similar incident or actually heard about a similar incident like this? You know where to contact us. You are listening to Supernatural Confessions Podcast. If you have your own confession, do share it with us through our website, supernaturalconfessions.com. Remember, you are not alone. Okay, back to the story that I promised you guys earlier on. So this happened in Kuching, Sarawak. Actually, not Kuching Kuching, but it's some way off, which is actually quite a rural area. And this camping site is actually located behind a school, but the surroundings are actually just jungles. There is no um, village or kampong nearby. Even the nearest kampong is actually quite a distance away. So when we were camping at that place, actually, you could not like, you could not actually like hear um, villages or, or vehicles or anything that, you know, if there is a kampong or, is it, or if there is a village nearby, the kind of sound that people make. So I remember going to this camp for like, um, if I'm not mistaken, it was also three days or four days, three nights or something like that. It's not just a two days, one night thing. So um, for me, when I go to that camp, is actually I remember the camp was somehow said to be haunted. There are weird experiences of participants who went there and whatnot. With this story packed behind my head, you're going to expect that I see something, right? Actually, I didn't, but this happened to one of my campmates. 
So we went there, we did all the normal activities that any of us would do when we, we, when we go camping, right? Prepare for performances, prepare cooking, set up tents and whatnot. So the camping site is actually, there is empty space for you to set up the camps and also there, there are obstacle course built around it as well. But this camping site is not like any other camping site or some of the camping site might be built this way, I'm not sure. But this camping site has a bathroom come toilet that is set in the middle. Um, and that, it's not a building, it's just uh, something that is cordoned off with a zinc, right? And it's divided into half. One side is the female, the other side is the boys. The place when you walked in is actually there is no door at the entrance. But as you walked in, you would see this huge block where they would keep the water. That is for us to shower. So when we shower, we will shower together. You're just wearing underwear. Then after that, we just take water. It's like a it's like a well, but the water doesn't come from underground. It comes from pipe water that was connected. So we just shower together. So that is the bathroom and toilet. That on the different section of that place, there is also a toilet. So you can actually go to the toilet, you know, and then shower, shower together. Why am I telling you all this? Is because that is where exactly this creepy incident that happened. So, first night, nothing nothing much. Second night, nothing much. And the third night, I think, if not mistaken, some of us were hanging out, some of us were talking, right? I went to sleep early because during the day, there was a lot of activity, so I was rather tired and exhausted, so I went to sleep. I think it was somewhere around middle of the night or slightly later, one, two, something. Oh, sorry. Before that, we actually have to patrol the area according to shift. If I remember correctly, the shift is supposed to be you and your buddy is supposed to patrol for two hours. You have to walk around the area, which is the camping site area, and check on the camp, the kitchen, the obstacle course and stuff like that. Yes, they are an instructor, but the patrol work has to be done by us. So we have to walk around this area, right? That day, when I go to sleep, I remember... Now I remember the, you know, my shift, it's supposed to be 4 in the morning. So every 2 hours, right? Then I got woken up 4 in the morning. I remember the person who woke me up is actually, it's supposed to be, let's say, uh-huh, it's supposed to be Ali. Let's say the person is supposed to be Ali. Ali is supposed to wake me up at 4 in the morning because the shift before that, it was, let's say, Ali and Abu. I couldn't come up with any better name, so this just Ali and Abu. So Ali and Abu is supposed to come and wake me up. I don't remember who am I supposed to pair it up with, but let's say it's David, okay? Ali and Abu are supposed to come and wake me up, and David, right? We slept in a big camp, a, a big tent, so everybody sleep together. The, the boys sleep together, the girls sleep in another tent. So Ali is supposed to come and wake me up, but the person who wake me up is another person which is Kuma, let's say Kuma. Kuma come and wake me up. I was like, at first when I woke up, I did not think much about it. I thought, okay, you know, maybe somehow Kuma went to the toilet and whatnot, right? But when I was woken up by Kuma, Kuma asked me to check on Ali as something happened. I do not know what happened. So I got up and, you know, David got up as well. So we went on to check on Ali and also Abu. I remember that time Ali was very, very um, shaken 
As in, he was so pale. I remember he was so pale. Is because although it's night time and Ali is slightly um, tan, dark, uh, but I can see the pale in his face. So obviously he he couldn't say anything and you know he couldn't talk and whatnot. So I asked Kuma to get the instructor to actually come and see what happened, and then after that. I think the instructor came and, 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 and talked to Ali and then after that uh, asked Ali to go back to sleep. So Ali, Abu, Kuma went back to sleep. Me and David continued with our patrol. We did not encounter anything weird or anything like that. Until the next day, um, Ali actually got sick. Um, he couldn't get up so he was sent off to hospital. The story that I got from Ali was way after before that. I think it's a week or so after that. So happened Ali is also from my school, so I get to meet him after that. So when I when I see him come back to school, so I ask him what happened during the camping and you know what exactly happened that night until you got so pale, you were sick and whatnot. So the story that he gave me was actually he was patrolling together with Abu. So they were walking around. So when they were walking around, when they are about to reach the bathroom area, Abu told Ali saying that he wanted to go to the kitchen to get something to eat, some snacks or something like that. Then Ali said, okay lah, because the, the campsite is not exactly big, big. So Ali said he will continue with the patrol route and told Abu that once you get your snack, just catch up. Okay, Abu said, okay. So Abu went to the kitchen. So Ali continued walking. As Ali approached the toilet, he saw as if something uh, peeping out from the toilet door. It's not a door, it's an entrance. Right? There's no door at the entrance. So he saw something peeping out there. So he stood, he froze, and he did not know what to do. So he shone his torchlight on that place. Indeed, there was someone peeking out of the entrance. Obviously, he, he could not do anything, right? He did not know what else can he do. So he just shone his torch like there and he stood still. Then, that person actually showed himself. But what he saw was actually, oh my god, as I was telling this, I have goosebumps myself because I remember the image that he put in my head. He actually saw an elderly man, top half, he is not wearing anything. So top half is naked. The bottom half, he is wearing a sarong. So he said he could not react or he could not do anything. He just froze. Then that person, when he revealed himself, he just stood at the entrance. Then he slowly turned. He walked back into the bathroom. Ali still couldn't react. Ali still did not do anything until... Abu came and joined him. Abu, then Abu asked him, well, why are you staying here? Why are you looking at the bathroom and you wanted to go to the bathroom, you don't dare, is it? Ali couldn't say anything. I think he stood there when Abu joined him and he, I think he was like a minion and so And then after that, he just walked slowly. Abu was like, okay, where are you going? But Abu followed. Ali went to the toilet and checked on the toilet, the bathroom. There was nobody inside. That is when he, you know, became uh, shocked and could not react to anything else after that. That is when um, Abu get Kuma at first. So Kuma come and get me. And uh, yeah, that is my camping story. I do not know whether it's creepy or not, but as I tell the story, I felt creeped out. So yeah. We have come to the end of this episode of Supernatural Confessions. 
If you have enjoyed this episode, please rate us with a five-star review on whichever platform you are streaming this podcast on. Go on and tell your friends and family about us. You can find more of our content on YouTube, Facebook, and our website. Search for keyword Supernatural Confessions. If you or someone you know have a confession to make, visit supernaturalconfessions.com. You can send it in text, voice memo, or even video format. Let us know if you want your identity to be kept secret. Supernatural Confessions is created by Eugene Tay. Until the next episode, my name is Kim, your host for this podcast series, signing off with Whatever Whatever You Don't don't See see. Doesn't Doesn't Mean It Is Not There.